Soccer Podcast, and I think we're going to start with a way too early World Cup preview. The World Cup is a little over two months out. It's going to be the worst World Cup ever. Yeah, I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, what are two American soccer fans doing creating a new podcast based off of soccer, the uh, the one year of our lifetime that the U.S. isn't in the World Cup? But that's a question you'll have to answer on your own. Uh, I think I can, I... can I provide an answer? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> for me, it's to fill the massive hole in my heart and soul for the he, uh, he wrote, stars he, and stripes. He wrote that out, uh, you can tell, because it rhymes. Not being in the World Cup. <laughs> I did not write that out. He is lying. Um, no, I, I agree. I think without this and without whatever random uh, gambling system I end up using... I'll have no real motivation to get up at like 4 and 7 a.m. to watch the, the World Cup games live. Right, and I'll be taking the bar exam at the end of July, so really, my life is not great. All right, so that's uh, enough about us. If you're listening to this podcast, you know us, so uh, I think this is all just lip service right now. Um, but yeah, so we're going to start this this baby out. World Cup's in a little over two months. I think the official count, Donnie, is... Uh, 67 days. 67 days. So we are so excited. For the world's worst World Cup ever. And in one of the most corrupt countries it could be in. So, uh, you know, we're just chalking this thing up to, uh, it's all one big snafu. So, first thing we want to talk about is, is, you know, looking at the groups, we're not going to just list Group A who's in it, Group B who's in it, and all that that stuff. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, you should be a soccer fan or at least be able to look up World Cup groups on your own. What we want to talk about is, uh, you know, just like a rundown of, of like the favorites, dark horse candidates, and kind of the teams that, that could be the this year's tournament darling. Maybe not not compete for a title, but going to be fun to lot, watch, and we'll be sad when they lose. If you watched the uh, Euro back in 2016, Iceland was, for example, the tournament darling. Yes. Or if you need a more Americanized analogy, it would be Loyola Chicago oh, in the recent. Yeah. Uh, March Madness and getting into the Final Four. Yeah, and I even think, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be somebody going on a, a deep run. I think of the last World Cup, I think of um, uh, Edin Dzeko and, mm. and Bosnia-Herzegovina played their hearts out, got screwed by the refs and Argentina, but that's besides the point. Everybody gets screwed by um, Argentina. So, you know, things like that. But I think our first category we're going to start with was just uh, the favorites. So, I have the... Uh the odds-on favorites here, and we'll start with Eric's favorite team, Germany. They're not my favorite team. They're the team that I think is going to win this World Cup. I think their B squad can make the semis. Uh, I think their A squad will make the semis and will win the semis and the final. Yeah, bold prediction that the team that's made every semifinals in the 21st century is going to meet the semifinals. Hey, this isn't my bold prediction. <laughs> this isn't my hot take. This is... <laughs> The team I think is the best team that will show up in the. Uh, I don't think. I don't think they're the most talented team. I think they play the best team style soccer. And I know you. Your your pick is probably the second most talented team on the field. Uh, some argue most talented. Yeah, I. Uh, I think that France is going to do this one. Ooh, and. I think that if you look at their squad from Griezmann up top with Pogba in the middle, Matuidi in the middle, you look at their defense, I mean, both their one of their center backs, Varane, 
starts for Real Madrid. The other one starts for Barcelona. They have a solid, despite an error today, actually, this morning, they have a solid goaltender in Loris. This is a good team. And Loris, who has the third, maybe second most now after today, um, goals against in, in, in the top five European leagues uh, due to goalie error. Like I've said, just, just pointed that out. He's, he's a little rusty this year. And I think it's important to keep in mind that the last team to beat Germany was a team full of pace and counterattacking style, which is what France did to Germany in the Euros when they beat them 2-0. Yeah, a different type of tournament, though. And I think uh, France will not... It will, there's a curse on France. They're not going to succeed while they continue to unfairly oust Karim Benzema. All he did was blackmail one of his teammates. Who's not even in the national team picture anymore. Listen, I get that what Benzema did was not okay. And blackmailing a teammate with a sex tape isn't cool. But I want to know that why am I being punished for that? I want to see Benzema at the World Cup. I didn't blackmail anyone with a sex tape. So I think it's a little bit unfair and harsh for me to be punished for what he did. Yeah, and I think that's, that, that, that's uh, you know part of the reason it's going to keep them out. Uh, another another team that, that especially in the odds makers is is pretty popular and they they may have the the best collection of individual talent. Uh, it's Brazil. I don't think you can argue that they're a very talented squad. Um, there are two factors that go against them. Um, first being a South American team trying to compete on European soil. Yes, they're not good at that. Does, historically. That does not pan out well for the South Americans. Um, Less so, than, I don't think a European team had ever won on South American yeah. soil until the Germans did in 2014. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and I, I think the more important thing is that Brazil don't play team team soccer. They It's a bunch of individual players with a great talent and skill that are, you know, every now and then they'll link up well. But look at their goals they score. It's a lot of great individual effort. And I think the World Cup is the kind of event where you have to come together as a team, as a machine. Like the Germans are so famous for doing. Now, on that point about Brazil not playing as a team, I was watching this most recent round of friendlies, and as everyone should know, Neymar... Hot, hot take alert. Neymar is injured currently, so he couldn't be called up. That's not the hot take. And I was watching the way Brazil played, and they were finding each other, and they were moving the ball so well. And I actually think that Brazil has a better chance at winning a World Cup without Neymar because of what you just said. I think they play more together and as a team... And no offense to Neymar, or, or offense to Neymar, but he is a cancer in the locker no, room. Ne- Neymar, Neymar did reach out. He was going to listen to this podcast, so he will take offense at what you say. This is now an anti-Neymar podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, the I just don't, I don't... The guy doesn't... You know, look at the way... Look at other another individual talent. Ronaldo, even Messi. They inspire their teammates in a way that Neymar doesn't inspire those around him. Look at the whole bust-up with Cavani at PSG. I just think... That while Neymar might be incredibly individually talented, he just tries to he just tries to do everything on his own. He doesn't trust the players around him. You could say he doesn't trust the process. Yes. <laughs> you could say that, I suppose. So I think Brazil actually have a better chance in Russia without Neymar. But he is expected to be healthy in return um, prior to I think I'm like a a few weeks before. Yes, which if Neymar is there, they will flame out in the quarterfinals. They will get wrecked by somebody. Like a France, a or Germany. Germany. <laughs> like somebody will wreck it. Heck, even a Spain. Um, yeah, so that, that interesting you bring up Spain. My, my, my 
follow-up is, after those three, who I think are the clear favorites, mm. uh, who who do, would you pencil in underneath as uh, the next... I'd have to say Spain. Spain. I think they have the best shot stopper in the game right now in De Gea. Um, I mean, they have a solid defense. And I think with Diego Costa gives them, you know, I think part of the problem is with Spain, after Villa retired, they didn't have a consistent yeah. goal scorer because they still have that great, those great midfield players with Iniesta, Isco, Mata. Yeah, no, they, they, they've got the talent and they've kind of fallen under the radar, which is just amazing to think about considering how much talent they still have. Well, it reminds me of the 2008 Euro when they started that run of just absolute international domination. Yeah. Nobody expected Spain to win the entire thing, but then they did, and it just sparked they so just much. Kept, they so I think actually winning. flying the radar goes with them. But I think Spain can be described as a team that could either win a lot of games 1-0 or lose every game 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, or, or tie 0-0. Or tie 0-0. Yeah. Um, so Spain is going to be a team that, just like the, the year they won the World Cup, um, not not the most fun to watch. No. But entertaining, entertaining soccer in terms of like a close game. Yes. But you're not going to see a lot of goals. No. It's going to be the kind of game where the casual American uh, sports fan says, you know, how is this an exciting sport? Exactly. It's it's a nil nil ninety minutes in. Uh, that's what I expect to see. I can't wait to watch um, Diego Costa make make some enemies on on the pitch. He will certainly be doing that. Uh, yeah, that's that. I think. Uh, some listeners who don't know us might know that we're not very big on Argentina. Um, we think they're talented, but we just don't like Argentina very much. And I know some people would say that they have to be listed up there as, as a favorite. Yeah, um, and I mean, that's fine. But how can you be a favorite if you can't win a final? And that, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, without Maradona uh, on, the, on the pitch, I, and not as a coach, I'm not, not talking about his, <laughs> his, his coaching stint. Oh, man. Um <laughs> I don't see them. They're not clutch at all. Look at Chile, who didn't even qualify for this World Cup. They knocked Argentina out of the last two uh, Copa America finals. And um, I actually watched the Copa America, even the one where the ones where United States isn't involved. And Argentina looked amazing every round until the final. Once they get in that final, it's like they don't know what to do. Well, and then didn't they do that weird thing where, like, five of their players, like, retired and then unretired? Well, Messi retired. Um, that was... And then they told him he could, like, pick the coach or be the coach or I, I don't know. Try um, to get a Ronaldo what, Portugal situation what, what, going. I, yeah. What I want to know, though, is what do people have against Sergio Aguero? Yeah, I don't understand. Someone, uh, my friend uh, Preston, actually, tried to tell me that... Lewandowski is the best striker in the world. No disrespect to Lewandowski. Some disrespect to Preston. This is a lot of disrespect to Preston right now. But but um, Sergio Aguero is one of the best strikers in the world. And I don't know why he gets... Argentina thinks he should be on the bench. Because besides Messi, he is probably their best player. And if, he is certainly their best goal scorer. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm choosing to start an 11 for Argentina and not intentionally trying to sabotage them, which is what I would be doing, um, automatic first choice is Messi. Automatic second choice is Sergio Aguero, and nobody else is automatic for me. It's then look at who we have, look at who we're playing, look at the form they're in. What are the best eight players? Because the goalie is the goalie. Yeah. What are the best eight players we can fit around those two? I yeah. completely agree. Uh, I, I don't understand. And it, it, it's no surprise that this season, Pep at, at Man City uh, finally decided, decided that when healthy, Aguero is an automatic starter. And look what they've done this season compared to last season when he would find reasons to bench Aguero. For no reason. Yeah. 
Uh, so I think I think until you know, and maybe maybe Argentina will come out and decide that Aguero is our second best player and he's going to start every game. But I I haven't seen it yet in qualifying. You're seeing Acardi, who is a who is a good talent, but not at Aguero level. You see Iguain, who benefits from playing with a phenomenal other 10 players with Juventus. And also proves that you can be a pro soccer player and still have a dad bod. That is... Rain, Wayne Rooney's biz, biggest mistake in terms of uh, happiness was not going to Juventus because I guess there you're allowed to show up 50 pounds out of weight and never have to make weight for the season. Uh, I think I think he missed an opportunity there. Yeah. he's just Some guys are just built a little bigger. All right, so that's our, our, our quick rundown of the favorites. One last thing I wanted to mention. I want to mention Portugal. And here's why I want to mention Portugal. Not necessarily as a favorite, but I can't remember the last time a reigning European champion was disrespected this much going into a World Cup. I don't think it's active disrespect. I think it's passive disrespect. Nobody's like, oh, look at Portugal. They're not going to go anywhere. It's just that nobody is instinctively thinking about Portugal. Maybe that benefits and it. So maybe, maybe, maybe like Spain under the radar. Yeah. Um, I, I think it comes back to at least the reason why I'm not giving them as much attention is, while I know the Euro is actually a higher concentration of difficult, of more difficult opposition, um, I think in the Euro you can see one or two players put the team on their back like and, Ronaldo did. and deliver um, you know, a, a manager player trophy like, <laughs> like Coach Ronaldo did. Um, but in the World Cup, like I said, like the reason I'm, I'm riding with Germany and, and pushing hard against Brazil is I think it needs, it's that team effort. Mm. It's, it's not having the most talented 11 players. It's having the best goalie and then the, the 10 that work in unison yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where Portugal might have a problem. And their, their group's a little tough. They, they're in the same group as Spain. Spain, um, I think Iran is in that group. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think they're they're not. I'm not worried. Interestingly, about it. Iran's coach Carlos Curish, is Portuguese, Portuguese and was an assist was uh, Charles Ferguson's number two at Manchester United for quite a while. So just interesting tidbits. Uh, if you listen to Soccer as Told by Donny, the history of Soccer as Told by Donny, everybody was once from Man United. Um, at least anybody that matters. That is objectively true. Okay, so I think that Portugal is a good way to wrap out slash go into the next group. Because I think now we can talk about some dark horse candidates. Okay. And I don't think Portugal counts as dark horse because, I mean, they are the reigning the reigning Euro champion. And they have, you know, arguably, if not the, one of the best players in the game right now. Yes. Um, Coach Ronaldo. It's a shame that he's on a, on a decline, you know. Imagine what he'd be if he you know, was able to score goals or something for, for his club now. For those of you who can't tell, Eric is being sarcastic. A poll in January had 65% of Real Madrid Fans wanting Ronaldo out, and if you've been aware in soccer, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm kind of spitballing here, but Ronaldo scored like 26 goals in the last 14 games since then. So I think it's a little bit of a high high of a spitball, but it, it's he's he's scored an ungodly rate right now. I'm, I'm pretty. Sure, I don't think it's as high as you think it is, man. I'm telling you, it's about that. <laughs> you know, Donnie really cares about the subject because he leaned right into the mic, so that <laughs> I'm sure the volume spiked at that point. That's my bad. And when I go back and edit, I'm only going to edit that volume even louder. To... <laughs> All right, dark horses. Yeah, dark horses, and and I don't know if this season, this year, like four years ago, has as clear like potential dark horse candidates. I know everybody was really high on Belgium four years ago mm. as a team that was kind of unknown with a lot of talent, but hadn't hadn't seen them come together. I don't, I don't know if if they're really a dark. I mean, 
I mean, they De- haven't done less. De, De-, De-, De Bruyne is probably going to be the Premier League Player of the Year. They have Lukaku up there. They haven't gotten any less talented. No, they they they're not old. Their defense is a little bit on the older side of things. Yeah. Um, but they still. I mean, Vertonghen's still playing well. Mm-hmm. Company, uh, company. He he had a goal today. He did have a goal today. Um, Unfortunately, it was not enough. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a World Cup podcast that we're talking about episode. We're not we're not diving into Man United, Man City, even though City did lose and failed to clinch the the cup. They'll probably get it in two weeks. By the cup, he's talking about the Premier League. Premier League, yeah. Title. Okay, so uh, Dark Horse team that I really like, and I know you really like them too, Donnie, and they have, as Preston Hino would say, the best striker in the game. Poland. Poland. Lewandowski. Lewandowski it's Preston Hino. Just oh, Hino, <laughs> Hino. Preston deserved that correction. <laughs> Sorry, Preston. You can you can tweet at, at your boy, egates84. I I never check Twitter, but <laughs> you know, feel free to, to reach out to me through, through that medium. I like Poland a lot. I've they have always, an easy group. I've always liked Poland. I think they're a guarantee out of their group. Yeah. Um, I think it'll... I mean... I honestly don't see this this year. I don't think a winning team... Somebody outside of Germany or France is going to win this World Cup. I really don't. I would be shocked. I... I so I'm less high on like, oh, this, this dark horse could win the whole thing. But I could see Poland taking out some favorites. I could see Poland, especially if they get if they go against Brazil at some point. I I would like them to actually advance in that. Did I take your your dark horse? Actually, I have a different one. Oh, all right. I'm going Egypt. If you look at Egypt's group, host country Russia. Okay, that's tough. Saudi Arabia, but not is, too tough. But is it? I don't know. They don't. They don't. They don't. They're not that good. And it, I mean, South Africa was a host country, and they were the first host country to never make it out of the group back in 2010. So yeah, and like. I don't know. We haven't seen... Russia hasn't had competitive games. Yeah. The automatic qualifier, as great as, as it would be to have for um, some countries this year, I think once you're in the competition, you didn't have that whole year cycle of competitive... And your and your boys coming together. Yeah. And, you know, working together. But, so, I think really the biggest threat in that group is Uruguay because they have Cavani and Suarez... But I actually think Egypt, with Mohamed Salah just ripping the Premier League apart and Man City in the Champions League, I think that they can surprise people. Mo Salah is going to be a a pick that I have coming up a little bit later. Okay. Uh, But I I, I agree. I I don't think Dark Horse in terms of – I don't see them making the semifinals. No. Uh, I I guess maybe they're more of a darling for me than a Dark Horse. Yeah. I I am – Really excited to to watch Egypt play. I have no love for Russia. I don't care for for against Saudi Arabia and Uruguay with with Luis Suarez is never going to be a team that I pull for. Uh, is it because he bites people? It's because he bites people that's, more than once. That's ex- it's three times from my last count, at least. Yeah. Um, so, quick question, quick poll: Does Luis Suarez not necessarily bite somebody, but does he have a red card worthy play in yes. this World Cup? Absolutely. Do you think he bites somebody? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hope that he bites someone, but I mean, at some point, you just, it's just like I don't. It's, it's, it's kind good, of part it, of the World well, Cup experience. It's damn now. good entertainment, is it, what it is. It's great TV. I don't want somebody to get bitten, but, but I, I would want love. Him. I would love to see him attempt to bite somebody <laughs> and fail. Like you see him flash the chompers. Yeah, he does have a nasty set of thrashing yeah, there. Yeah. Um, 
kind of like a Raticate from Pokemon is what, what that's I'm a great of. reference. Uh, yeah, that's so. Um, Darling, you kind of took mine. Uh, mm. World Cup, Darling. I I I think the world is ready to fall in love with Mo Salah. I think a lot of people are seeing what he's doing at Liverpool and are already falling in love with the way he plays the game. Uh, but there's something about the World Cup that's just an elevated platform. Uh, you think about Jaime Rodriguez four years ago. Yep. Um, eight years ago, think about... An aging Diego Forlan. Diego For- the, the, the long, bombing Forlan. Or what about... Um, I'm blanking. Wesley, not Wesley Snyder. Aaron Robin. Mm. Um, no, it was Wesley Snyder. It was Wesley- he had a great World Cup. Yeah, you're right. No, he, he, he should have won the Golden Ball. The fact that I, I still don't understand how he, he was the best player in the 2010 <laughs> World Cup. If, if Arjun Robin could not choke in a final and could have just finished if one-on-one with Casillas, I'm one of the best through balls I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Wesley Schneider carried that Dutch team into a final. So, yeah, I think, I think that is the kind of uh, World Cup Salah could have, and, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, so that's kind of our, our, our quick little rundown. Do you have any other potential darlings? I think a team I'm really – I mean, I think you're going to really like this, but I think a team that if if they can get out of their group, it's a big if, but would the world would love Australia. Oh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. I think if Australia – I mean, okay, France is going through. Denmark is tough and Peru could be hard, but I think if Australia can lose to France and just eke out a win against Denmark and Peru – Yes, if, if that is exactly what happened, they would. They would. Yeah, they would advance. And I, I think if they can get to the knockout stage, I really think the world will love them. Um, I mean, yeah, I love Australia. I love, I love the fight they have. I think in the a study done around the time of the last World Cup, their country had the single lowest instance of diving in competitive matches. We're a very anti-diving podcast. Yeah, um, Yes, that that is, and, and my that's the league I follow is Syria, and so I, I I watch diving on a consistent basis. For those of uh, you who may be unaware, that is the Italian <laughs> primary soccer. league. If you're an American listener, you probably are unaware that that is the Italian uh, top top flight soccer league. Uh, but I love the way Australia plays the game. They rely a lot on the counter attack. They they know they know their strengths. They know that they're not. They know they're one of the you know probably five least talented teams in the in, in the competition. Yes, and they they don't, they have no apologies for who they are. Uh, another team that that the world fell in love with during the Euros is Iceland, and I'm a big Iceland fan. If if there is one team that I'm pulling for over anybody else in this current World Cup, it is Iceland. I unfortunately am not looking forward to the fact that their very first match is against Argentina in Moscow. Yeah, but what if they won? I'd be so happy. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than to see the Group D number one and two in either any order be Croatia and Iceland. With shots, fire, with shots fired at Nigeria. With Argentina finishing third or fourth. I don't see that happening. While while we've mentioned Argentina is serial chokers in the championship, they, they get to the they get to the championship. Yeah. They do. And it's like look, they're, they're very much like Argentina. I think in the current landscape is like the LeBron James. Of international soccer, they get to the championship and then they lose. So LeBron James around when he was first stint with Cleveland, you know. Yes. So maybe Messi retiring was LeBron going to to Miami, Miami and then him unretiring three days later was uh, an accelerated version of Le- Le- LeBron going home. That was weird. <laughs> Question: 
is Zlatan going to come back for the World Cup? Did you hear what he said, like, last week? What did he say? If he tells Sweden he wants to come back, they'll, they'll, they'll bring him back? They will. He, he when, when asked follow-up if, if anybody from the Swedish FA has talked to him, he said no. He's just saying that he is Zlatan, and if he tells them he's coming back, they will bring him back. But I want to see Zlatan at the World Cup. Do you? So bad. Here's my question to you. Yes. Just like Neymar... Don't you kind of think, as a, as a country, they play better soccer without I don't, him? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. No, no, I know you don't care, but answer my question. Yes. Okay, okay. That's but fine. I don't care. I want to see... We were robbed of Zlatan at the last World Cup. Yeah. Right, after, want, right after he sw- he sent uh, their, di- the entire country of Denmark into retirement, which was his... Uh, true. Yeah, I want Zlatan. But I want Zlatan at the World Cup. Who, who else? Okay, without, if Zlatan isn't in the World Cup... Who is the, the, the player who starts speaking about themselves in the third person as a result of this World Cup? Neymar? I don't know. I don't think anyone else is... I don't think we'll ever have a Zlatan. Even the other guys with big egos, they don't do that. What about... What's... His, oh, the, the guy from Denmark. The really, really cocky... Oh... Uh, Lord Bentner. Yeah, Bentner. Nicholas Bentner. I don't know how to pronounce it. Bentner? It's like B E N D T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bentner. Lord Bentner. Lord Bentner, who has declared himself a lord, I believe. Yeah, I don't think he's actually a lord. I'm not famous with Danish royalty or tradition, but I don't think he's a lord. All I know is like five years ago, he he was not addressing, he was not telling people that he was a lord, and now now he he is. is. So either he married into a lordship. Um, That would have been a power move. That would have been a power move. Uh, I see, I can see him. Especially after he called out Sweden eight years ago uh, about how they were going to send Zlatan into retirement, and Zlatan scores two or like three goals in, a, in the two game leg. Yep. I could see Bettner do you know if he plays well, demanding the third person respect. But yes, we we for the record we would we are very pro Zlatsi on on this podcast. Absolutely. So as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted Sorry. Uh, by my co-host. Every every four years, there's a an iter- like this this World Cup's version of blank. So I have a, a couple of things that I've picked out. They're not very well crafted, but I'm not a writer, so stick with me here. Um, and you know, like, like like one of the first ones we kind of mentioned already the 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 player that's not from a major World Cup nation to take the tournament by storm. Examples of years past, Jaimez Rodriguez, uh, and then we had Forlan and Schneider um, in 2010. And you, we've already kind of given our piece. I think you know we both agreed Mo Salah is is Absolutely. that guy. Um, there's you know which probably means it'll be somebody else. Yeah, but that's that's the guy that I'll I'll be watching every one of his games. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see Mo Salah play. And I want to see what he's going to uh, bring to the table. And then the the next one I have is the uh, the I don't know biannuals every two years. What's uh what's every four years? Quad annually, the quad annual Luis Suarez Award for uh, who who will most likely establish themselves as an international villain. Yep. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. This is, now. This isn't. I know we did a little prep. This isn't the. Whose fans or whose fans of their country is going to hate their own player? Oh, I know. Okay. Most likely to be an international villain? Yeah. Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. Oh. 
Paul Pogba is going to get pissed off at somebody and is either going to use those... Does he slap somebody? He's going to use those long gazelle-like legs. I mean, he is just going to curb stomp someone. Paul Pogba... Oh, you think he's going to he's gonna Mykon, Wayne Rooney, stomp somebody on the ground? Oh, uh, uh, intentionally. I think I think he's going to be a villain because I think France are going to play with swagger and Paul Pogba is going to be cocky because that's who Paul Pogba is. And Can I think France survive him. a Paul Pogba red card and be successful in the World Cup? Yes. Now, if he, if he goes full dirty, that's a red card in a multiple game suspension. Maybe. But I think, think, I think, you think even with, good I enough. think between Matuidi and Conte, as their other two midfielders, yeah. That's a stacked midfield. That's a very fast midfield. Uh, it's two short guys and one gigantor. Paul Pogba is a beast. Yeah. Um, mine, mine's a little... I think if anybody who watched the Premier League last season, not this season, not this won't be a surprise pick, but I'm ready for Diego Costa to remind the world why we love to hate him so much. Oh my god, nobody can antagonize other players like Costa. There's no player that, if he's on your team, you love him so much, and if he's against your team, you hate him with every bone in your body, like Diego Costa. I think this could come down to how does Spain play. Mm. I don't know if Spain has the... The fortitude, not not to play well, I think they do, but the fortitude to play physical, play big, up front. Okay. Their de- their defense, yes, their defense set pieces. Okay, I I, I just didn't yeah. know if you'd remember no, no, no. who Sergio Ramos I, was. No, no, no. no but, but he's about. But I, Danny Carvajal on the but right. Do we? Do you see Spain constantly whipping balls in the box on offense, or do you see them passing it through and up and passing. trying to do their 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 tiki taka beautiful play mixture? Like yeah, no, bastard love baby. Yeah, they're gonna do what you just said. Yeah, so if I think, it, 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 but I'm, I'm telling you, elbows. I bet you ten bucks. Diego Costa breaks, draws blood off of another player's nose. I'll take that bet right now. We shook hands. It, it, we have a gentleman's accord. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's gonna bruise people. Now here's here's a here's a related but opposite question. Player most likely to be hated by by their own country's fans after the tournament. I'll let you lead off. I'd like to go second okay. on this one. <laughs> he he was saying that he's really he thinks he's a really good one, but he wouldn't tell me who it was. Um, I think if we look at this player in international and even in like uh, Champions League knockout games, he has a history of missing sitters. I think he's going to miss a sitter that either prevents them from moving on from the group stage. Or from moving on in the quarters or, or you know round of sixteen, and it's a guy that I actually have never cared for until this season, Edison Cavani. Oh. I I see in you know stoppage time or 80th minute in the the quarterfinals or round of sixteen they're tied or down one and he just misses you know two two sitters in the oh. second half one with his head one with his feet. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I can see that. And I, I like Cavani after this season, too, because he had to deal with he, Neymar. Now, after having to put up with Neymar and Neymar just being a... Can't a, stress a right, this is an anti-Neymar podcast. A right little prick uh, with regard... Although, <laughs> I love how Cavani requ- like wouldn't let Neymar take the penalty and the, after Neymar tried to like steal the ball and then Cavani misses the penalty. <laughs> like, like, third game of, of League uh, but That I'm, is the French League. I'm still on, a, on, on a Cavani's team, but I think... I think he. I think he misses, and it doesn't matter if it is his fault. Overall, he's going to be blamed as the reason that that Uruguay 
flames out, and probably this is this is their last window to make do damage with with this round of stars. I agree. That's that's a good pick. Now, I want to make sure I understand the premise. This is the player who's most likely to be hated by the, his own fans, his yes, own nation, his own fans. Okay, I have mine. The entire English national team. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. Because it's, because it's the English national team. Every every year before, like right a few months before World Cup, the in, people of England think that because their guys rip up the Premier League, that wait we have the best team in the world. We have the best starting eleven. Like oh my god, we're going to win this World Cup. We're the team of destiny. And then the World Cup comes, and what does England do? It's not just the fact that England loses; it's that they lose in the most heartbreaking, unbelievably most English English ways. Yes, usually in the quarters or round of sixteen, in penalties to an old war enemy. Now, to be fair, with England's illustrious past, almost everybody in existence is an old war enemy. That is true. Um, I think. I think. You luck into that category a little bit, but it's uncanny the the other part. But the thing is, like, do you remember the 2010 World Cup where England did not do well and they were just being booed? <laughs> and I think Rooney looked directly in the camera and said, "Nice to be booed by your own fans." That's just what the English yeah, did. Need more said, "Nice to be booed by your own fans." That is definitely a better impression of it. I, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think the English national team is going to underperform and just choke, per usual. Do does, their does their country is... turn on their golden boy, Harry Kane? Their country has turned on every player. Yeah, David Beckham was a golden boy. Mike Lowen was a golden boy. Yeah, David Rooney. Beckham always had a little bit of a, a little bit of a bad side to him. Wayne Rooney was a golden boy. Wayne Rooney always has a still might have a bad side on him. Yes, they will. Harry Kane is literally like the okay. And the I'm telling you, if problems. Harry Kane doesn't score in the World Cup or only scores one goal, he will be booed in the Premier League next season because that is the way they are. <laughs> that entire team will be hated by their fans. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> I can't wait. But they're in Belgium's group, right? Yes. So they'll okay. So they should easily finish second, which means they might finish third. Yes, they might not even make it to the round of sixteen. No, and who are the other two teams in that group? Panama and I thought it was Turkey when I first saw the flag, but it is in fact Tunisia. Okay, Panama and Tunisia, but England still won't get out of the group, and if they do, they'll lose in the round of sixteen or the quarters in penalties. That's just what they do. So if England were to get out of the group. Um, as second place behind mm-hmm. Belgium, they would be paired with most likely Poland. <laughs> and they would lose. Probably. In penalties. But have they fought a war with Poland? Germany occupied Poland doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think they have, but I still think England <laughs> loses in penalties. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I kind of... I, I would not be shocked to see, like, Tunisia or Panama sneak out of that group, which would just hurt me even more if, if Panama somehow makes it out of the World Cup because they are pretty much occupying the spot that the U.S. shit the bed and failed to, to grab. Um, yeah. Well, I think in episode two, we can really focus on U.S. soccer. That's going to be the episode fueled by uh, alcohol and depression. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Depression and depression for me. <laughs> Yeah, um, another another category, and I think we kind of t- t- you know tapped on this a little bit. Player most likely to make that that boneheaded red card move, not not Luis Suarez biting Chiellini because he didn't get carded. Um, 
You know, not not pure villain. Mm. Not like, you know, Diego Costa trying to actually, like, rip man apart. But something like that, that instantaneous, like, what the hell was he thinking? Classic examples are Zidane with the headbutt. Yes. Mykon with the Spartan kick. Yes. And Wayne Rooney with the baby Wayne, the baby Wayne stomp. Uh, stomp. In 2006. Yeah. Against Portugal. Against Portugal. Man. Uh, so, I... Do you? Is there somebody you yes. want to stick with with what you've mentioned earlier? No, no. I think Pogba is going to be a villainous character. I don't think okay. he's going to be boneheaded. I think he's going to be intentionally villainous because an angry Pogba is the best Pogba. <laughs> okay. Here's why. No, Here's what you, I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have something. Spain and Portugal have to play each other in the group stage. Yeah. Which means Cristiano Ronaldo will be paired up against two of his Real Madrid teammates who are on defense, Sergio Ramos. And Danny Carvajal. Nice. I'm not going Ramos. You're not going, I'm Mr. going Carvajal. You're not going Mr. Red Card himself? No. Carvajal. I think at one point... Carvajal misses Red Card. Yes. I think Ronaldo is going to do what he probably does in training, make Carvajal look dumb, and Carvajal's going to hack him from behind. I think it's going to be Carvajal, and I think it's going to be on Ronaldo. Damn. That's a, that's a take. That's a take that I, I, I can see it happening. Uh, that would not surprise me one bit. Here's my, my pick, and I actually I'm picking a player that I really like. I really enjoy watching this guy in the Premier League, even though his team is going down, down, down. Um, I've always been a fan of, of how Switzerland plays, mm-hmm. but I think Jordan Shakiri. Shakiri, the tree trunks. The, the guy with the, the... For his size, he's got the, the biggest legs of anybody in professional soccer, I think. Um, they are They are massive. I... Um, but he's a hothead. When things don't go his way, and not necessarily like when the team's not playing well, um, when when the manager makes decisions that he doesn't agree with, he's mm-hmm. vocal about it. There was a he was very very negative and, and kind of rash in the Euros um, when when they weren't making decisions that, that he agreed with. And I see him oh especially in that possibly that very first game um, they play against Brazil. I think he keeps it together for that one because he wants to show up the, the, the showstoppers of Brazil. What I'm thinking about is their final match, their final group match against Costa Rica. We know how Costa Rica plays. Yep. They hack and attack the other team's best players. Yes. And I think that's Shakiri on the wing. They're going to nip at his ankles, push him in the ground. I see I can see him, I see him stomping on somebody. I see him getting I see him Maybe not going full into it, but definitely an intentional stomp, red card, and a one-game suspension, and that would be for their for the their round of sixteen. Well, game. we're in the VA, we're in the VAR world now, so everything's going to be a red card and everything's going to be a penalty. I hope you're happy, <laughs> Eric. I'm not pro VAR, but because Serie A, once again, the Italian league for those who don't know, um, has instituted VAR already, so Donnie just assumes that I am now Mister VAR. He is. Um, but yeah, I, my, my pick is a guy I really like, actually, in Jordan Shakiri. Interesting. So, another, another question. Okay. Um, most disappointing power country. Well, and I, this, I, I, can't say, I can't say England because I'm no, not even going to call them a power, power, power country. country. Power yeah, yeah. country. Uh, caveat is they have to be in the World Cup. Because I hmm. think... Italy. You think Italy? I think Netherlands more so because the fact that Netherlands have missed... A couple major tournaments. Yeah, I do, but I gotta say Italy because they're a four-time World Cup yeah. champion. Only yeah. one team. But that's not who we're talking about right now because the caveat was they have to be in this World Cup. Okay. So leave Italy out of it, you bastard. That got very personal very quickly. 
I'm pretty sad. Okay. You know what? I'll go Argentina. That's, so that my hesitation was that I really wanted to go Argentina, but I think Argentina does what Argentina does, and they at least make it out of the group stage. So what I'm looking for, is there any, any power country that I could see failing to get out of the group stage? Are we defining power country as the five favorites? Just, I mean, yeah, but also just like a country with a rich soccer, you know... Portugal. Portugal's in there. I can see Portugal getting out of group stage because, I mean, it all depends on is, is, is Ronaldo going to score. Can you can you envision a world in where Brazil fails to advance out of the group stage? There would be... I hope that doesn't happen because the country the of Brazil, Brazil would and, and the fans with that are in would, Russia... Would kill players. Yeah. But... Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. I don't know much about Serbia, to be honest, in terms of how they play. But I know, I, I know how those teams tend to play. Well, think about those players. Think it's, about Nemanja Matic. It's defensive solidarity, clogging up the midfield, mm. and, you know, smashing, grabbing when you have your chance. I could, I could, I could envision a world where, where Brazil... Maybe 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 they, they get out of the group, but maybe they finish second. Especially with Neymar. I'm still sticking with the fact that they have a better chance to go. Because you know who a second place uh, Brazil would face? Who? In the next round. Who? First place from Group F. Which, here are the candidates. South Korea, Mexico, Sweden, or Germany. Ooh. 7-1. Then again... They just played recently. They did just play. And Brazil friendly. did win. In a friendly. Sure. Brazil did win. Yeah. But Brazil had name. It didn't have Neymar. Exactly. The best version of themselves. So, I guess I... I'm going Brazil. Okay. Once again, our anti-Neymar podcast has really infected our, our feelings towards Brazil. Yeah, we, because we love I love, I love Marcelo. We are a pro-Marcelo podcast. Marcelo, if you are listening, I love you. And, uh, and Donnie's favorite soccer player in the world is Paulinho. I think that Polinio is some... It, Barcelona's MVP? It, it sounds me how this guy, like, always ends up having, like, playing for these great teams, and he's he's just... I'm truly amazed by him, in general. He has to be a great guy. He has to be really nice. A Kyle Becker. It's a Kyle Beckerman. Like, Kyle Beckerman. Not... I mean, he's... Polinio's not a bad, bad soccer player. No, Polinio's... Um, unlike okay, Kyle Beckerman, Polinio is Polinio is a hundred times better than Kyle Beckerman. I want to state that for this. That's a, yeah, I agree. But what we're saying is... He ends up in positions that he's not good enough to be in. Yes. Because he has to be such a great guy that he brings the locker room together. Coaches love him. Fans, well, the fans didn't really love him because they knew that he wasn't that great. Is Paulinho the opposite of Neymar? Is that is that what they are hoping? Is that why Paulinho is, is, stays around? To cancel out is Neymar? Is PSG going to grab Paulinho? So that Barcelona? To, ca- they- to cancel out his, his, his camp? His, his Wait. Get that fucking Will PSG keep buying Barcelona players <laughs> and eventually recreate the Barcelona starting eleven, but in France? <laughs> if so, that's a power move. You just took an entire team. You basically just bought Barcelona. <laughs> oh, could you imagine anything worse than a French Barcelona? <laughs> you can't. He's thinking, he's trying to imagine it, and he really can't. I, I have nothing against the French. It's the Parisians that I can't stand. Mm, PS- Paris. PS- PSG is in Paris, and that that is horrifying. Not in terms of, like, they would dominate. It's horrifying. It's just, like, that just disgusts me. Yes. All right. Do you have any any categories, like, you know, 
outside of the, the classic picks that we're going to get to in a, in a few minutes. I think that's all I had. I texted you a bunch of stuff like three weeks ago, but I didn't save it. Yeah, yeah, that's that was on me and a little bit on you. Well, that's some of the stuff that I've oh, okay. put in here. Okay, I, I don't have any. Do you have anything? No, that that's kind of. You know, we've mentioned everything. Some of those interesting storylines are Neymar's health, Argentina choking in finals, England's PK war in enemy history. Yeah. Uh, At some point, you should try to Google countries England has gone to war with. It's confusing. It does, They do not set themselves up for a good World Cup. I think like one-third of the teams in the field England has warred with. So that's just not good for their chances. And a lot of them are like the, like the good teams, too. Yeah, like Germany. France. Spain. Yeah. Portugal. Iceland. Iceland, who... Came back to bite them in the Euros. It did. See? I, see? People thought imperialism wouldn't have consequences, yet here we are. Every, everything goes full circle. I'm just waiting for India to, to, to make the World Cup so they can get group-drawed group, group, group with uh, England. Well, I think, what is it, in 2026 there'll be a thousand teams, or is it 2022? <laughs> 26. Thank God. I hope I'm dead before The 22 is just going to be moved to the winter. Oh, God. This is in Qatar. Okay, so, okay, I want to say this, right? 2018 is currently the worst World Cup we've ever had. And it's going, it's going, to, be, going to be beat by 2022 since it's going to be in December. And yeah, like... And built off of slave labor, but that's a whole different... Le- we are very much an anti-slavery yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, that was, I was not like... That was not sane in, in, a, in a lighthearted way. No, that's really fucked um, up. That's, that's not okay. And the fact that we're still having a World Cup in a country that is just abolishing on human rights is repugnant to me, morally. The only way FIFA could have found a more corrupt place to host the World Cup than Russia would be to follow it up with Qatar. And they did. He says Qatar. I'm going to continue to say Qatar. I mean to not offend anyone. That's just what I'm comfortable and familiar with. So, But the worst World Cup then after that will be the 2026 when it's going to be like 100 teams. And it's probably going to be in Morocco. <laughs> and it, but hey, but then India will be there because there's 100 teams. As long... But if they're in there and not in, not in England's group, then I'm, I'm not going to get to see the... The imperialism battle. They'll be in England's group. And they'll knock them out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Classic predictions. Who wins? We've kind of touched on this. Yeah. I got France. I got Germany. That's fair. Those are good picks. Uh, those, if I had to pick two, those are the two I would pick. Yeah, if I, France isn't winning, it's going to be Germany. Personally, I, I do have a, um, a bet already in place at Vegas for Germany to win the World Cup. So I would love for that to, to come through for me. Unlike Eric, I'm not a degenerate gambler. Though I have money on the Masters. Yeah, how was, right how was your weekend in Vegas? Uh, I lost north of $500. Okay. And I don't want to talk about it. But unlike me, he's not a degenerate gambler. That's correct. Who wins Golden Boot? Oh, Golden Boot. I am going the Griezmann. Anton Griezmann will win the Golden Boot. Here's here's my my conundrum. Because it needs... It needs to be two things, right? It needs to be one of the better strikers in the, in the field. And it's a team that has but to go deep. But it's not not necessarily the best striker because I don't see England or Egypt going all the way. But no. I see Mo Salah. I think at the end of the group stage, Mo Salah has the most goals. Okay. But he's not I – I don't – he might get one more game after that. Might Maybe not. Um, the Griezmann's an interesting choice. Yeah, I think he tore it up. At the Euro, he still tears it up for Atletico, and I think he's going to tear it up for France. I think this is a France team poised for a deep run, and I think Griezmann is going to put a lot of balls in the net. Here's my pick. I okay. think they make it at least to the quarters. I, I'm going with Lewandowski. 
really, who is not the best striker sorry, in the world. Sorry, P. Hino. I will not apologize, Mr. Hino. Yeah, that's Lewandowski's a good pick. Um, I, I, I would love to say Harry Kane, but let's not kid ourselves. They're not going to go far enough. No, and he may not score. Remember, Harry Kane is English. While he's incredibly talented during the season, when it's a when it's for a Europe when it's for a international competition and they put on that England jersey, it's like the ball in Space Jam. It literally sucks out their talent. I would love to say Harry Kane, but I I can't. Not not in good conscience. That would be an ignorant pick. Uh, (laughs) Another another player that I I would feel confident in, if I knew that their manager was sane and would start him every game, I would easily pick I would easily take Sergio Aguero. Right, but we can't even but, count on the fact that he's going to play, which is ridiculous. He's the best striker in the world. Pound yeah. for pound, he's the best striker in yeah. the world. Um, if you don't count Ronaldo as a pure striker. He's not a striker. He's more of a hybrid winger. Who? Ronaldo. Yeah, he's just the best. Uh, I didn't say the best of all time. He's just the best right now. Yeah. But I I still... I know. Um, for the golf fans, Pat Reed just chipped in to Eagle uh, on, on 15. He now has a five-stroker lead in the Masters. Pat Reed doing really well will make me quite a bit of money come tomorrow night. Yes, but I'm the degenerate gambler. Yes, you are. Who wins Golden Ball? You know who I want to win the Golden Ball? The one player that we haven't mentioned that I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet. We're we're, we're an hour in and we haven't mentioned the best best midfielder in the game. And the most underrated player in soccer. Here's what I think. Tony Cruz should win it, but he won't. I think a couple decades ago, when I think people actually cared more about quality of play and less about who's scoring the goals to determine who's a good player, I think Tony Cruz is recognized as one of the greatest players of the era he's in. But we live in a, in a world now where if they're not scoring goals, then you're a shitty player. Look at, look at, look at how everybody's viewing Ronaldo up until January of this year. Oh, he's not scoring. He sucks. He's done. Why isn't he in MLS yet? And now he has like scored twenty six goals in ten games or something that Donnie said. It was like twenty six and fourteen. Oh, it's 14. an exploration, but I'm telling you, I'm not as wrong as you think I am. I, I, you know what? You're probably right. You can look it up now. Um, I, I think Tony Cruz. This, this falls in line with I think Germany wins the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I think they win the World Cup, and I think Tony Cruz is that linchpin in the midfield that links up the defense and the and the the forwards. While also helping them out in defense when when they do get counterattacked because teams are going to throw speed at the wings against them. I think it should be Tony Cruz. I think Tony Cruz will end up being the best player of the World Cup. I don't think Tony Cruz will win the Golden Ball because I don't think I think he will be continue to be criminally underrated and uh, will not win. Who's your pick, Neymar? Nope. <laughs> Golden Ball. It's trying to get a reaction now. No, it's not Neymar. Killian? No. You want to just me to say it, or you, do we want to keep doing this? Well, you keep pausing for dramatic effect. I don't want to leave our listeners thinking that we just cut out. I think Messi's going to get another golden ball. How far do you think they get? I think they're getting to the semifinals. You think getting into the semis gives him a golden ball? Yeah. You got Diego Forlan the golden ball in 2010. Yeah, but Diego Forlan deserved it. No, he did not. Wesley Schneider, he deserved the silver ball. I think Messi is going to have a good tournament. And they're going to go far. And I think he's going to score. He's going to assist. He's going to do his thing. Because I think he's got to have that monkey on his back after Ronaldo won the international title with Portugal. 
Yeah. And Messi has still has nothing. He's not going to be able to deliver. But he wanted to look, but he he plays well. I, I don't, he'll play well, and I think he'll get another golden ball. I want to be clear. We're not saying that Messi himself chokes in international tournaments. Absolutely not. Argentina yes. as a team chokes. It's a, I think it's a product of their fact that they generally don't defend, but they also don't give up too many goals. It's a weird, it's a weird conundrum where nobody plays terribly. They just never play good enough to win the title. Alright. Golden Gloves. You'll like this one. Manuel Neuer. You think he'll keep the most clean sheets he'll keep the most clean sheets and he's gonna go deep. There's there's talk that he might not even be the starter. Really who's gonna start? Well he's still hurt. He still hasn't played this season. At all? Uh not in months at least. Oh, it wasn't aware. So the the current starter is gonna be Ter Sturgeon. Oh. Well that changes things. But but he's the I think like the the Camp Germany has been saying for a while now, that they expect him back late April, early May. Okay, if Neuer's there, I pick Neuer. Okay. If not, De Gea. That's, that's my pick. David De Gea. That guy I think we already said that Spain's either going to win or lose a bunch of games 1-0. Yeah. Um, and even if they lose a bunch of games 1-0, I, I, just, I see De Gea standing on his head over and over and over again. Um, Dark Horse Candidate. Fabianski. From Poland. You're really going all if, in on Poland. You are really going all in on Poland. I, if. You know, I thought you were like really going in all in Germany, but I feel, <laughs> you, you know, you're working with that German-Polish tension there. If. No, that's why I said Dark Horse Candidate. I, I, if you made me pick one, I would pick De Gea. Okay. Without question. But, if Poland are able to make a run to the semis, which, as I said, is a Dark Horse Candidate that I think they could do, not likely, but could do, I think it's on two things. Lewandowski just scorching nets, and did I pick the wrong goalie? No. Okay, you're looking at me like I'm, oh, because I I, I, have, I have an announcement. Fabianski just clean sheets. Okay. What's your announcement? What did I say? Ronaldo did 26 and 14 games. Yes. Even better, even better. 23 goals in 12 games. Is 23 and 12 better than 26 and 14? Yes, because it's closer to... Yeah. If you divide them out, is yeah. it? Okay. You want me to do the math real quick? No, I, I really don't care. Breakdown by region, team you're rooting for. So, like, the, um, you know, Asia, Oceania, who's the team that you're pulling for? In Asia, Oceania, I'll be pulling for Australia. I love Australia, but there's actually another team that I, that I, I would like to see do well. Who's that? Japan. Okay. My boy Honda, um, mm. this is his, I think his farewell tour. He, he's going to come in off, off the bench as a sub. I, 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 like to see, I like to see Japan do well. Okay. Well, who are you training for in Europe? Iceland. Iceland? Iceland's a team that I, if I could pick one team to do better than expected, mm-hmm. it's going to be Iceland. Do I think they can win the World Cup? No. Do I think they could shock the world? I really do. Okay. Mine has an asterisk next to it. Portugal. It's going to be Sweden, actually. Uh, if Zlatan is there, and if not, Portugal. So you're, you're, you're pulling for the star power. You want yes. You want either Zlatan or, if, if he's not there, the second biggest personality in Europe. Yes. And no, that is not Jose Mourinho. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, Africa. I'm going Senegal. Really? Yeah. Any particular reason? No, I just feel good about it. 
I definitely don't want it to be Morocco if they're competing with the World Cup bid. I want them to be horrible. Yeah. And to get crushed every game 5-0. I'd like for their fans to also, like, just, like, like look bad. Like, yeah, do like, something. Act poorly. Like, throw something. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want them to look bad. I want them to act poorly. For me, it's Egypt. I, I mean, I've, I've harped too much oh, not, to not to mention Egypt. Yeah. Um, Can I change my to Egypt? I mean, I'm not No, gonna. I'm sticking with Senegal. <laughs> I'm going with Senegal. Senegal, for the sole reason that they're not Morocco, is, <laughs> is Donnie's reasoning. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I feel good about Senegal. All right. Um, CONCACAF. You can you can have no answer on this one. I'm, I'm not picking a team in CONCACAF. Honestly, if there was a team that had to look good from CONCACAF, I'd say Costa Rica. Okay. I think they deserved qualification. I'm not saying Panama doesn't deserve to be there. I just think Panama's there just because another team just failed to show up. Not not taking away from what Panama did, but they didn't There really was also the much. phantom goal. Panama didn't really do much, and they did qualify for the phantom goal, but the team that got victimized by the phantom goal didn't deserve to be there anyways, so... I'm yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not losing sleep over the phantom goal, is what I'm saying. I'm losing sleep over Bruce Arena because he sucks dick. Uh, MLS Bruce. And Lesbos. But oh, we, did, we did so well not talking about it that all that much. I know. We collapsed at the end. I I don't gonna get into it. This will be it. another episode, another day. We have a lot of pent up anger and aggression. But if there's one team from Conquer Half that has to you know, show up well, I, I, I think Costa Rica, because they're not Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, I like almost like my not Morocco not argument. Morocco. There's we have a thing against countries that start with an M. I'm sensing a pattern. Oh yeah, that's definitely what it, that's what it is. Um, I like I like Kaylor Navas as a yes. goalie, great goalie, and I like that they do the high line back for constant communication. Very nineties, yeah. Very very uh, Greece two thousand four Euros. Um, so that's a good pick. so right. I can. I have a question for you now. Yeah, South America. This is one pick for me. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big... You're going, Colum- you're going Colombia. Yeah, going Colombia. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Peru. Peru! Peru. Peru, the team that almost kept Argentina out of the World Cup. And for that reason. <laughs> I'm all in on Peru. I would love if Peru made like a quarterfinals somehow, did something incredible. I'm going Peru. Whose group is Peru in? It's not easy. For them. France, Denmark, Australia. <laughs> they can get second. They can keep... They could keep uh, Lord Bittner out of out of the the group stage, or out but, of the, but see now I'm upset because like Australia is my darling, and I'm rooting for Peru, and now I'm going to be torn. I'm going to. Why can't Peru be your darling? Or what? You can have multiple darlings. Let's think about darlings. It's like Cinderella's in the tournament. I mean this with no offense to Peru. I think Australia is just more marketable <laughs> than Peru is. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just think just Australia is more marketable. Part of being a darling is you have to be marketable. Yeah, that's Thomas Rodriguez, super marketable. Iceland, Iceland. with the whole. Yeah, the clap thing is yeah, super marketable. The skull, the skull, the skull clap. Yeah, whatever. you gotta be marketable. I don't see Peru... I, I feel like people saying like Peru and being like, eh, because that's just the way people are. Once again, this podcast is anti-Neymar. We are not anti-Peru. Not anti-Peru in the least. And we're not anti-South America. I know we didn't talk all that much positive stuff because we don't like Argentina and we don't like Neymar, therefore we don't like Brazil. But I am actually a pretty big Jaimez Rodriguez, therefore Colombia fan. Yeah, and there's a lot of players on Argentina who I think are phenomenally talented. Yes. And if... If and, Ch- I, and I'm a massive Marcelo fan, and Gates is a massive Thiago Silva fan. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, captain, my captain. Or, or what, what, what could have been, at least. What could have been. But if Chile had qualified, they would actually be one of my, one of my favorite teams. 
I, I love watching Arturo Vidal, but that ship has sailed. Yes. So, uh, this has been our, our way too early and maybe way too lengthy Wait. World Cup wrap-up, and there's another. One last thing we get into. Um, VAR at the World Cup, how do you feel about it? I think if VAR could be implemented in a, a way in which you have less than 30 seconds to look at it, and if you can't make a decision, the call on the field stands, it would be fantastic. I think look at it for offsides and goals, and that's it. You, there's a reason in football that pass interference can't be reviewed. It's a judgment call. You need to see it live as it happens, and looking at it in depth is just asking too much of the refs. And going to create too many penalties. I just wanted to be noted that FIFA is in such a bad state that it needs to take advice from the NFL. It's <laughs> not in a great state either. So, interesting side point. <laughs> yeah. But we digress. So, you agree? No. With me? No. Oh, I think VAR is fucking awful. No VAR at all. I don't want VAR. I just fucking play it. Yeah. The only technology I'm okay with is goal line technology. Listen. If they did exactly what you said, right? Yeah. The 30 seconds, only look Maximum at it. Maximum 30 seconds. I'm only looking at it for offsides because the goal line technology takes care of goals. Yeah. It's been 100% for 100%. The Premier League, it's yeah. perfect. That's fine. Here's my point. It won't. Fouls it, it and penalties. And, and, and they never would just limit to you have this long to look at it. No, I agree. There's going to be red cards that are going to be bullshit. And we're going to get a, you know teams oh, like Argentina, Spain, will benefit, Portugal, Brazil are going to benefit from falling Peru, in the box. While Peru, Iceland, Iceland Australia, Serbia, Australia yeah. are going to get fucked. Because there's going to be some shoulder to shoulder. Like, oh, my ankle is just slightly. And by the rules of the game, contact in the box. Yeah. I'm just saying, either the rules of the game need to change, which they won't, because they haven't, or VAR needs to be limited, which it won't be. So it's gonna. This is why, once again, this is the worst World Cup ever. So while it may have looked like we forgot to bring up VAR until the very end, I was just hoping to avoid it because now that we're signing off this podcast, Donnie's just going to be really angry and upset for the next thirty minutes. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we got that covered. Yeah. VR, VAR sucks. Have fun with it. like 150 penalty kicks of the World Cup. Worst World Cup ever. All right. Uh, so this has been our way too uh, early and possibly way too lengthy World Cup preview. We'll see how this goes. And, and, you know, we'd love to get some feedback. So we haven't really set up a social media for the podcast just yet. Uh, until then, you can always reach us via text. If you're getting this from us, you should have our contact information. Yeah, but this was the first episode of Own Goal. And thanks for listening. Good one, guys.
original production.